Thanks everyone for joining us today. I'm Colin Better, the Emerging Technology Professional Practices Principal Lead here at ISACA. And joining me today to talk about their recently released article, Incident Report and Continuous Control Monitoring, is eBanking Risk Officer for Lesotho Postbank, Rili Bohili Kobit. Rili Bohili, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Colin. So before we get started, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself for our audience? Thank you, Colin. Greetings, everyone. My name is Rile Wilokobedi, and I'm from Lesotho. I am currently working as e-banking risk officer at Lesotho Post Bank, overseeing all the operational risk for the electronic banking department. Prior my current position, I was working as an IT technician for the same bank in 2018 from September to December. I graduated in 2018 and I obtained BSc in Information Systems. I started being an ASACA member from 2021 in June till the present day. And I'm also a volunteer for a Shields Tech Ambassador for ISACA organization. Thank you, Colin. Awesome. So let's go ahead and jump into your article. How does reporting an incident efficiently and effectively allow an organization, as you wrote, remain competitive? The organization, in order for it to remain competitive, it must ensure that it addresses incidents in a timely manner to avoid any negative impacts that it may be subject to on its customers and its partners. Also, incident reporting plays a vital role in strengthening the internal controls necessary for an organization to operate properly. Thank you, Colin. No problem. So what kind of reputational damage can occur from the failure to address incidents accordingly? If an organization fails to address incidents in an effective manner, it may not be able to offer the services or it may have the inability to meet the customer's needs within the reasonable time or according to their customer's expectations. The organization may also provide or offer the poor services or the products to its customers if it does not address its incidents in a timely manner. What does risk awareness training look like and who do you think should receive that type of training? For conducting a risk awareness in an organization, it may be provided for the different stakeholders across the organization. Normally, everyone is entitled or should be offered a risk awareness training so that they are able to be equipped and be taught on how to identify the incidents in an organization as they carry out that task. They should be offered an incident training so that in case they are assisting the customers in their daily routines, if an abnormal behavior happens or an abnormal behavior may be, ha may be happening within a system, they are able to, to alert the responsible person of such an abnormal behavior. Also, because normally we have the first line of the defenses within our organizations, 
normally they are the ones who interact mostly with the external customers. So we should ensure that each year, maybe twice, it will depend on the various organizations. They are provided with the risk awareness trainings and the refresher training so that they are able to report an incident if it happens at any time. So how important is it to inform all stakeholders of all incidents? It is important that all stakeholders within an organization are informed of the incidents so that as an incident is given an attention and it is addressed in a fast manner as it should be. Because if there is a delay in addressing any incident an organization is subject to, there might be the negative impacts the organization may be subjected to. Uh, what are the steps that an enterprise should take after an incident occurs? After an organization has identified an incident, normally it will have been identified the person who first identified it being the incident originator. The person must ensure that they report such an incident to the relevant department for assisting with resolving such an incident. And after doing so, a person who is responsible for assisting the incident originator must carry out and perform the root causes analysis for that incident so that he may see or they may see what went wrong and find the areas that need to be corrected and also to improve the future occurrences so that they may no longer repeat themselves but to, to come up with the controls necessary to curb or minimize the impact of such an incident. How has the shift to working from home since the beginning of the pandemic affected incident reporting? Because employees are no longer at the work premises, they are working from their homes and the homes have become their own offices. The employees are or were currently accessing the organization's data remotely without the presence of their line managers or their supervisors. And this has underscored the importance of reporting incidents immediately, or it, ha it has reduced the importance of reporting incidents immediately as the employee is alone at their homes working by themselves. You wrote that in order for incident reporting to be effective, the organization must ensure that there are clear processes in place for incident reporting. With the roles of different stakeholders clearly defined, could you speak a little to what those processes and defined roles should actually look like? Thank you, Colin. Regardless of the various types of organizations or an, an industry in which an organization operates, each organization must have a well-written reporting process, incident reporting process, outlining the roles or the, the responsibilities of different people or stakeholders with regard to the incident reporting or incident management within that organization. For this particular context, I will mention about the person who will be initiating an incident or who has identified an incident. Such an individual should, in case or 
in their circumstances when they identify that there is an abnormal behavior or a certain incident, they must ensure that they report such an incident to the relevant department who will assist them with addressing that particular incident and providing a solution for them. And also, there is a responsible person who is tasked with providing the remedies for the identified incident. So that person also on their other section or within their departments, they must ensure that they find, they, they, they perform thorough analysis of an incident to try to establish the root causes and what went wrong. And after they have performed the analysis and come up with the solution, they must try to provide the solution. If it's a system related, well, it will go through the different tests and then it will be deployed somewhere in the systems. But in the middle here, when the incident is reported, there is also the second line of defense who are involved of them in the in the incident reporting process, being the risk team. So the originator must ensure that when they report an incident to the responsible person for addressing such an incident, they also involve the risk team so that they are aware of a particular incident and they ensure that they follow up in case there are any delays in addressing such an incident at, until it is fully closed. And also, well, the incident and the incident report may form as the part of like forming part into trying to establish the risk that the organization may be subjected to. So how can an organization protect itself against risks and threats? An organization in protecting itself against the risk or the threats that it may be subjected to, it must ensure that it perform the risk and the control self-assessment. It must perform the control self-assessments in order to establish whether the controls that are currently in place, whether are they addressing the risk or are they addressing the risk as they should, or they adjust the controls that are just there, but they don't serve the purpose. And they must also ensure that they often or timely review them risk registers as when it is required to document any of the risks that may be newly identified or that are currently emerging so that they come up with the controls for such and address them without the risk being materializing and having a negative impact within an organization. So before we close out, is there anything else that you would like to highlight for our audience? All I can say is that as we carry out our different tasks, our daily tasks at work, we should always be proactive. We should always know when something has went wrong. And once we recognize an abnormal behavior, we should not be afraid to report such 
because there are people who are experts in identifying in, in rating the impact of a particular issue that has been identified so we should do our part we should know that in different sections where we are in a organization we are all trying to minimize the incidents or reduce the impact of the risk hence we should always ensure that our report we are we report in case we see something that is normal so for our audience do you want to walk through what is you know from the start of an actual incident occurring you know to the end what does that process look like okay Colin. here is an we have an incident reporter or an auditor or an identifier so the person identifies an incident they report it when they report it maybe it might go through maybe we have the uh, is it the call center i don't know what other organizations may the person in the middle here and then they will assign the task the or the incident to maybe let's say our is for our it department because normally most of the issues at the end they go through them for them to resolve so they will analyze whether the incident is related to the system or it's something that they may just troubleshoot within that site and they can resolve it. So if it's something that they can resolve, they will try to perform all the necessary activities needed to, in order to bring, maybe if it was the surfaces, they may bring up the surfaces up. Or if now it is something beyond their capability, because normally organizations, not every system is, is within the scope. It is being supported somewhere. Then they will raise an issue or refer it to the vendor, being that third party person. So after referring an issue to the third person, then we will be expecting that person to come up with the remedies and we will provide all the necessary resources if it is the data that is needed to them we will provide with them the data that is needed for them to perform the analysis on their side so that they can provide us with the proper solution in addressing the incident so after they have provided with the solution as being the organization who identified that particular incident, we should ensure that we firstly test that solution before we can implement it further in our production, if it was related to the before we can implement it in our production environment. We should ensure that it, the test pass first in the testing environment once if everything is okay then the necessary procedures should be followed so that the control so that the solution is being deployed in the in the production and then if it fails in the production then we are no longer carrying out with such we have to wait for 
a solution that will address the situation at hand. That makes sense because I guess if you were to put it in production and trying to fix the incident, you could actually just break something and you know then you have another incident on your hand and you have to revert everything back and and stuff like that have to make sure that everything is documented correctly and you know all the steps are followed so yeah that's awesome thank you thank you Colin all right really Bohili you and I could probably talk about this stuff all day but that's all the time that we have left thank you again for taking the time to chat with me today if you want to read a little bit more into really Bohili's full article click on the link in the description below Again, my name is Colin Better, and thank you guys for tuning in.